Hello, I hope everyone and their loved ones are safe and well. Welcome to a new episode of Where the Chasm is Bridged, a podcast by Behind the Scenes. Starting a new month with a new theme, today's podcast is rather special because today we have two incredible women who will be talking about period poverty, menstrual health, and the ongoing problem of unemployment during the COVID-19 pandemic. Periods or menstrual health in India has always been stigmatized and called impure by society. Various superstitions are attached to the menstrual health and cycles of women, restricting, even burdening them with unnecessary mental stress. Without further delay, let me introduce today's guests, Vanshika Shah and Nandini Sultania. Vanshika Shah, the co-founder of Behind the Scenes, is pursuing her master's degree in international relations and diplomacy from Leiden University, Netherlands. She is an alumna of Ashoka University, India, with a degree in economics. She started BTS and Project Copal as a way to help many people in rural areas get employment as well as safe menstrual products. Our second guest, Nandini Sultania, is the founder of Kamakya, an NGO which aims to eradicate period poverty. They promote use of cloth pads as cheap and sustainable alternatives to plastic pads. This is done in collaboration with Behind the Scenes via Project Copal, where BTS teaches how to stitch cloth pads at home and Kamakya informs the women on how to use and wash them. Hello, Anshika. Hi, Nandini. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hi, Vidhi. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Um, okay, so, Vanchika, my first question to you is, where did the thought of Kopal come from? Like, was it always centered around employment or menstruation also played a role in its development? Um, well, uh, first, thank you for inviting me and I'm really grateful that Nandini B from Kamakya could join us too. Um, so as the name suggests, uh, Kopal comes, you know, where the concept stems from is comes from its name itself, right? Kopal, which basically means a, a blooming of a new leaf. Um, so it sort of, uh, you can say that blooming of a new leaf can be also seen as blooming in a sense that blooming of a girl, right? When she gets into her menstrual cycles or when she gets her first periods. So that's where initially the name Kopal came from, but it also means um, cooperation in the in this pulp. So it basically, uh, we started Project Kopal during the lockdown itself. And the main aim of doing any project at that time uh, when COVID had just hit was to help people who are at the lower rent or lower rung of the ladder and needed um, our help the most. So since we began in Nepal, um, the BTS team surveyed around and found that a lot of people had lost their jobs um, because they worked abroad uh, as laborers there, but were sent back or couldn't go at the first place and they had their contract signed, but they couldn't go. So we spoke to them and a lot of them, again, were female workers. Nepal generally also has a very good um, female labor force participation. But um, coincidentally, we found that a lot of these female workers knew stitching because generally as well, um, it's, it's considered that female, it's considered for a female to know how to stitch, right? So 
and a lot of these background uh, people coming from these backgrounds knew how to stitch uh, inherently sorts so that's what we wanted to capture you know take their skills and do something with them so we explored ideas that you know that we could execute but i also wanted to create something that's you know something that's meaningful or sustainable and can be executed at a low cost and that does not require let's say a lot of raw materials or things like that um simultaneously during the lockdown itself period poverty was a huge issue it it's been a huge issue in nepal and um i there was an interview as well that was done um with i think east mojo if i'm not wrong so i'll share that link as well and i've spoken about you know the issues with um women and period poverty uh, menstruation menstrual health in in, uh, in nepal so um so that's that's where the idea of cloth pads came and we did research on you know if cloth pads are feasible how safe they are and you know all that that background process before we finalized it so yeah right so uh, coming to period poverty and menstruation nandini menstruation in a large part of india is still considered a taboo do you see any changes to that stereotype in the coming years or even in the past years first of, first of all thank you budhi for having me so uh, this is nandini so i'm the founder of an organization called kamakhyan uh so definitely on the topic of period poverty and how it had become worse during the uh, lockdown period monshka did mention and touched upon it very nicely so so answering to your question so over all the time we worked over two years with lot of rural women and even urban sector i see that uh, menstrual hygiene or health or the topic altogether has been such a taboo which uh, definitely it's improving uh, let's say more and more people want to talk about it more and more people want to get involved but uh, i would still say that in the rural area it's going to take a while for people to break through the shells because for there uh, it depends from sarpanch to sarpanch majorly uh, if a village has a female sarpanch let's say so maybe she must be talking about these issues very openly and sometimes there are other male uh, community bodies also who are really focusing on these uh, menstrual hygiene aspects very clearly sometimes it also plays a lot of role with the health workers primarily called as asha workers in india uh, so when they are really you know they very keen to set up things in their own uh, villages which they are appointed to it gets easier to talk about uh, menstrual health and hygiene or else it's still in the rural sector it's still something not very well spoken so it depends from village to village right so it's so uh, just a follow up question um there, so there is more stigmatization with male sarpanches than there is with female ones i think yes because i feel that uh, when you have a female sarpanch i think she very well knows uh, because she herself faces uh into uh let's say what like she's been staying in the village so she knows the issue she's facing personally maybe 
lack of infrastructure, like lack of the washrooms or lack of proper disposable systems. So then she knows when she's the head, she knows what steps to be taken. But at the same time, uh, imagine you have, you know, you putting forward these issues and making the other subconscious believe, okay, this is the issue, this is what we want. It gets a little hard on plus, again, when we say it's a taboo and when it's a very shush topic, you know, it, it gets very hard also to sit around this open meetings in the villages and to try to discuss such issues or even to address them. Yeah, yeah. So back to Anshika, um, Project Copal is about employment generation and menstrual health. So how did the topic of collaboration come up and why Kamakya? Um, well, um, fun story, but uh, we happened uh, to know Nandanidhi from our old school as well. And once we had finalized um, on creating this, uh, on, on working towards uh, creating employment and simultaneously treating period poverty, we contacted her. And um, Nandanidhi will be able to tell you better, but she always says that you know, Kamakya only started looking or tackling period poverty because Saravi dragged her into it. But I'm pretty confident for good though. Um, but jokes apart, we, um, in BTS generally, we think that we have the expertise in let's say creating small businesses, uh, but menstrual hygiene was something that we didn't touch or we didn't know much about. So we needed that, uh, you know, expertise or somebody who has been working in the field enough because when you're doing any sort of a small business you need to be equally involved in the entire process of what exactly it means or what what what's the significance of the business that I'm doing right so it's not only for us to know but it's also for our beneficiaries to know that what you know how important the product that they're making is so that's why, um, you know, Kamakya was a perfect collaboration because they too are an NGO that, you know, for same scale, we work very similarly, our struggles, our rises are very similar. So I think the, we both grew together as, a, as different NGOs. So it helped us to collaborate with them, a very ideal situation as well. And that's why I think uh, it was one of the best choices to work with them. Nandanidhi, if you want to add, uh, please do. Yeah. So, Vidhi, I think Vanshika mentioned very rightly. Yes, because uh, Vanshika Shai and Vanshika Mithil, the founders of BTS, happened to be my juniors in school. So, I was very well versed with Vanshika Mithil because she was a part of a sports team, which I was ahead of. So, that's the reason I was, I knew them. And uh, generally, so when they started putting out things about Project Copal, that was the time when I was just a little keen to understand that what they're doing and how they're doing. And uh, just when we started off, Vanshika and me, I think started off general conversations, then uh, Vanshika just said that it could be great if you guys could do this in Surat, you know, we could get little help. So I think not dragged into it. I think it was locked down and we were just like, why not give it a try? And the, you are one BTS also wanted little help. So it was just like, okay, fine. Okay, let's just try what is happening. Even if these guys want to help. I think that's how we started with Project Popal. And 
we called it a period yuddha which i think initially we used to call our cloth pad uh, cloth pad campaigns and for us uh, what happened is kamukhya's core is to promote sustainable menstrual products that's what we've been doing before we entered period poverty so when vanshika pidgin project copil uh with providing a livelihood they were again talking about cloth pads so which was again a sustainable product so it was not go it was really aligning to our core mission so that's the reason we thought of giving it a try uh and as anushka said we actually grew out of our struggles together like we we would we still discuss a lot of things about our team you know about how things should go forward but uh what happened with kamakhya is that uh, even i did not expect this so surat is a textile hub so the raw material and the labor here in surat we started getting like we started getting our raw materials and pad production in a long um, number and also because we are situated in india and india people do have lot of more ngos and lot of more awareness so we started getting our orders also uh, into full swing but with period yodha and project copal the so project copal more shifted more towards uh, uh, giving more of employment and coming out with more retail pads in apal and uh, as period yodha has grown into mass production of these pads with more and more amendments but still focusing on bulk orders to other ngos for i think that's how uh, we collaborated and we grown into two different things but still keeping our own organization score intact with the bts score being providing lot of uh, employment to blue collars and for kamakhya still sticking also to the core employment but we doing the same with just a little more touch of our organizations that's what i think anshika that's what we've grown into right <laughs> that that's true also like in terms of expansion um we are looking at you know having um, more and more centers um, we are working maybe towards kekadia somewhere in patna so we definitely are mm-hmm. also growing in scale uh, which nandini ji also spoke about but uh, there there is a huge scope uh, with you know project kopal period yodha and just our collaboration and the thing and the way things are going forward and uh, i think it's going to be a good journey ahead as well i mean uh, because see it's a slow process whenever it comes to uh, creating a long term change it is a very slow process uh, into making materials because like how anshika said about kekadia is a village in bhopnia bhopal in madhya pradesh so then patna or any of these places it is a slow process why you need to identify women you need to get make sure how the raw materials will be procured because what we're trying to do here is to try to set up permanent pad production units in villages whichever village i think we're tapping on so to do that we need to give them the training also because we can't keep buying back from them forever so everything is a very slow process but i think i think the way we're going it might take us little longer but i think once things are set up once i think i'm so sure we'll have a for production happening in multiple and i think once two villages are also set up we know how to replicate it to the others definitely yeah that's that's true that is very interesting so you talked about cloth pads and sustainability and 
they're actually they're actually low cost so a very common concern nandini the, that i have heard is that cloth pads are not safe and are prone to staining how would you clarify such concerns and what would be the correct way if there is to use cloth pads so with this uh, something which i generally talk about in every session is see cloth pad uh, firstly like i would just like to correct initially there were no cloth pads initially what they used was just a so there was uh, it's just that they would take a cloth uh, fold it into like three folds and just put it on their undergarments that's all it was so i would not call it as a cloth pad uh, so now what happened why this entire myth or maybe this entire thing is started that it's unhygienic it leads to cancer uh, is we believe primarily three reasons at first like how said they would just fold a cloth and put it so there was nothing to anchor upon so it would just shift because it's just a cloth placed on another cloth so there was nothing to hold each other so it would just move so definitely if it's moving its own it would cause leakage secondly uh, you know they would always whenever they would wash it they would always dry it either on a bush or a stone or if you must have seen the movie padman you will see so they'll put their cloth which is they've used for period and they cover it with an another cloth so all these practices of drying that cloth after washing is restricting them to get direct sunlight which is very important for any substance to sterilize so which is another fault which they were doing so agar when they were not getting the direct sunlight it was obviously leading to some kind of an infection or some kind of a uh, bacteria development over the cloth and the third is they would uh, use proper cloths so vanshika uh, so once i finish this vanshika can touch upon of what kind of a cloth also you should be using in cloth pad so they would take any scrape cloth or maybe within under between the cloth they would put dry leaf in rajasthan they put lot of sand also as an absorbing material so again when you using any other cloth which is not meant for your body or which is not soft enough then it will also lead to rashes and lot of other irritations in your vaginal area So I think these were two three factors why it started being considered unhygienic. But again, so when the pads we make, uh, and I think which is being made by any other cloth pad company nowadays, they have wings. So that firstly it anchors to your uh, undergarment, so it does not move. They have things called something like a PUL layer, which is trying to make it leak proof. And uh, the most necessary and important thing while using a cloth pad is you wash it with a normal water you brush it off when required but you need to dry it into a direct sunlight but not placing it on another substance you need to hang it where both the sides is enough hot air and enough direct direct sunlight going to sterilize it so if you follow these processes and store it nicely cloth pad is not hygienic what nandini di was mentioning about cloth pads and the material of cloth that is used i think for uh, again different companies use different technologies but we primarily use flannel 
uh, as a material because it's very soft to your skin. So it's it's the first layer that touches your skin. So it's very soft. It's irritation free, and it's absorbent as well. And it's not very synthetic. It's it, there's no irritation in terms of uh, the material in general. So, uh, but again, there people use PU layers. People use um, materials in terms of um, the woolen materials that uh, that's that they're known to be more absorbing, but they're just a little bit warmer. So there are different things, but I think the entire everything that you use, which is soft in your skin, like cotton, or even a flannel, or you know, material like that, it's okay to use them as long as they're not synthetic and it's it's a natural cloth, um, and it's absorbent because if you use like synthetic less. At the top, it'll you know your blood wouldn't absorb enough, and it'll just like flow out. So other than that, it's okay to use anything. And a lot of times, we when we're making um, pads for the villages as well, we do say that we can we'll put the towel at the top. We'll put um, the cotton layer at the top, and inside you can put your own towels or your own any material that you you know you have that you want to put. So you can do that, but. um uh, any like old cloth as long as it's clean so the key is cleanliness and uh, and the material that you use should be like soft on your skin and shouldn't be very rough uh, but other than that it's good to go um in terms of and all of this is provided that it's dried washed properly washed uh, thoroughly and then dried in direct sunlight uh, as nandini ji mentioned that's key otherwise all of this goes for a waste so when we even like sending pads in the villages we send these uh, flash cards that very clearly mention that they need to be washed properly they need to be stored in a very safe place and um, they need to be you you should be able to put it outside in the sun now again there's a lot of uh, shyness about that and people do you know put cloths over it or put it in a dingy places or like dry it in the closet or something like that which again leads to um infection so with using cloth pad also comes a lot of uh, training before you actually give it to the villagers or anybody else for that matter and those processes need to be followed uh, very diligently for them to be safe right like i myself don't use cloth pads but i'm seriously considering changing that because sometimes even i feel guilty about all the waste that is generated with the sanitary pads that we use so coming back to vanchaka then in my understanding project copal was started to help people especially women who had lost their jobs get gainfully employed was it ever challenging thinking that so many people's livelihoods now depended on you and that the sales have to do justice to the effort of the women uh well i'm definitely it's a huge responsibility and while there are ups and downs that keep happening in an ngo um i feel like behind the scenes has managed them very efficiently most of the times actually but i think one of the most painful challenges other ones you cannot do much in so for instance um if you guys have followed our instagram page 
or or our facebook page or you might know that one of our uh, most sincere i think the sweetest bts couple workers um sujita didi got brain she got i think tuberculosis in her brain and she was paralyzed and very recently she passed away too um so i think you i mean you meet such hard working people and and lose them like this it's it's a huge loss every time we collected donation money and we you know we went to visit her she had you know lost all hope of living from inside and she felt embarrassed to be in a situation like that so it was just very painful it was a very painful phase for me as a project coordinator for project kupal but what i'm trying to say is that their life is not only dependent on you but it's connected with you so you want to make make the best out of this project to provide them with a little bit of a helping hand in terms of sales again um the key to success of the entire project is for it to be sustainable to be self sustainable right so bts did reach out to online platforms like the raz and other local sellers to increase their sales channels uh, and we still are we still are trying to expand as much as they can uh, as we can but i think uh, and i mean you make decisions uh, that may not you know be the best uh, there were there was a social uh, very big social platform of nepal um, and uh, don't want to name the person but his name literally pops up every time you know you speak about menstruation in nepal but you know he was a little bit of a cheat and you know took advantage of the organization a little because we were also at a nascent stage but honestly all of this it's all like part of business right so it's it's okay and it doesn't matter as much as long as you know we have a clear goal and we know what we're doing but again the human loss or things that you know that that connect that human connect is something that i personally cherish a lot and i try to do as you know bts in, in fact as an entire organization tries to do the best they can for them um after all it's not their primary source of uh, income most of them have their you know jobs and this is just a side income so the more profit that we make uh, i mean there's no profit everything goes back to them but it's just more beneficial for them so they also understand this concept of you know they they're trying to help us and they're equally cooperative it's not like a employee employer relationship or anything like that it's a very uh, it's a very human level connect and it cannot be it it cannot be seen as a sales or business or it, it's something different than that and whatever we can do best in our capabilities capabilities to provide help in monetary help uh, or like sort of help them cash into their own um talents that's what it's more about so yeah yeah i mean i remember sachita didi and you asking us to help out as well so nandini di in rural areas women are forced to use ash rags newspaper like you said as an alternative to their lack of ability of sanitary napkins so on one hand 
people in rural areas are told that cloth pads should not be used as an alternative to sanitary pads but on the other hand cloth pads are being increasingly encouraged to reduce the use of sanitary pads isn't that somewhat confusing for people to follow how will they decide for themselves if someone else keeps making their decisions could you repeat the last part of the question that uh, they are asked to so how will they decide for themselves if someone else keeps making decisions for them see to tell you the some telling you is because we worked with uh, we tried working with the government and asha workers in the rural sector uh, so when we visited asha workers directly they were very convinced with the idea that yeah these cloth pads are you know more sustainable and it's more long lasting because it's reusable and also when we said we'll train you and we'll give you the materials so they said yeah yeah we'll make it and we'll only sell it but uh, they were very convinced and they told us uh, not to go to the higher authorities and just implement it within that level but to tell you something i can't comment about nepal uh, but with the indian hierarchy uh, this is how democratic this country is how much ever you try to uh, get decisions implemented on a ground level till the time it's not coming from a hierarchy it will not be sustainable sustainable i mean to say is it will not be long lasting for example like it's obviously a more questionable thing that um, you know people will keep making decisions for them but you can't do anything about it so i'll give you two three examples with the government uh, like ayojanas which they make in india so they taken out recently a pad which they said is 1 rupee pad uh, and which will be available in every schools but uh, so it was it was available but it was only to those girls who would have gone to the school and they would get it secondly uh, now during lockdown the schools were shut so they had no kind of resources by the government for menstrual health so now again is that uh, how much ever they demand is it that the government is not making the laws or they not taking the decisions they cannot get an access again these asha workers i'll just explain you what these asha workers do these asha workers or health workers are the ones who are given thousand families in each jilla and they take care of their menstrual health let's say any other kind of medicines so like over time they were responsible for giving them precautionary medicines immunity medicines or even if they got covid to go walk up to them and give them covid medicines so any kind of this thing or maybe child birth all of that is taken care of by asha worker so it is only when the asha worker is given a particular uh, you know kind of guidelines ki aapko itne age ke ladkiyon se leke itne age ki ladkiyon tak aapko itne pads har mahine dene hain that only when they can give so how much have we avoid we as other organizations uh, like third parties let's say we become the third parties not the government and not the uh, villages themselves we just we can go to the villages and we can help them separately 
that's the only reason why initially like i was saying that we agreed to something called a uh, cloth pad or training of cloth pad and distribution of cloth pad in the rural sector is at least jab hum ek bar village mein ja rahe hain hum unko 6-7 mahine ka to ek bar ke liye deke ja hi rahe hain plus we training them so we telling them ki by chance if you don't have your supplies or you cannot afford so please try stitching a cloth pad with these kind of materials at your home so that's what we trying to do to get a permanent solution but uh, because we stay in a country like this there are daily things which are changing so like when we visited uh, asha workers post first wave they had told us that pehle government would give them for every female uh, i think two packets so that's 12 packs every month but they said they had reduced the production and they were now only giving one packet per female per month so there was that was actually only six packs so when we calculated we said six packs mein to kuch nahi hota hoga you know like humko average mein 10 12 chahiye so we like what would they do they like wo alag se ja ke kharidte hain they don't have any other option they walk down and they buy and uh, similarly we went to a village called dang in it's a tribal village near surat so when we spoke to the girls there they had told us uh, that they are using only two pads the entire day so maybe 12 hours or maybe they must be using one the entire day and one at night so we figured out that and we asked them that aapke yahan aasha workers aate hain kaun aapko pad dene aata hai they said aasha workers kabhi kabhi aate nahi to nahi aate so again there's a lack of awareness that they should not be using a pad secondly there's a lack of availability because asha workers are not coming in giving it in the tribal village and thirdly when they walking down and buying it also there's lack of money that they are un- unable to afford it so that's the reason they using pads like this so there are various factors when you come down to the kind of question you asked that har bar unko koi aur decision le raha hai but that's the reason why i think uh, i can name 100 organizations who trying to work into different aspects of period poverty but all of us are really really trying to come up with long term solutions to eliminate all this and also i don't know let's see we did try start working with the government to try to get a permanent including of uh, training of cloth pads into the asha workers module but uh, we were dealing with bjp and bjp fell into a lot of uh, farmers protests and other things so we had to also take a pause so we thought why not set up like we were talking with these villages ka and then maybe again relaunch this and try to get government on board but um, let's see so basically i'm trying to say is that it you cannot still help it but we as various other organizations were trying to get directly with the government and also trying to get down long term solutions to the this issue definitely and just adding to what nandini the um, mentioned um i feel like um a lot of places it's not like we're making a decision of for, for them but it's also that we're giving them an option uh, or the right to choose between what they can do so just in terms of um let's say you know they've been forced to use as you mentioned rags and newspapers and all these alternative things 
and then uh, a lot of them a lot of organizations in fact give them sanitary napkins and then you know organizations like us go and say okay sanitary napkins are not safe you should use this so i think uh, everybody again has their own logic so a lot of people going and giving sanitary napkins is just to tackle the first thing about period poverty which is just to give them access at least to sanitary pads um which sometimes are cheaper than you know cloth pads or cloth pads might still cost let's say like 5 bucks or 10 bucks but you can get um a plastic sanitary napkin for 1 buck so with organization the different organizations giving uh, or donating these pads um their first you know aim is to at least provide them with something and then we go and say that okay here is also an option that you can use um and this happens to be you know more safer uh so it's just like a way of giving them uh, especially for nepal um it's us trying to provide them with this choice that uh, in case you feel like you know these you were given these pads and here are the demerits of using those pads nobody's ever forced them saying okay i'm stopping all the supply of let's say like plastic sanitary napkins and this is what you have to use it doesn't work like that it's in fact like i feel it's more freeing than just giving them sanitary napkins we're giving them an option that here um, and uh, in fact like a lot of people are more comfortable with using cloth pads because they've used cloths before so it's an alternative um, and not i think a forced decision as per se Uh, so just adding to what Vanshika said, or maybe I might want to correct Vanshika a little here. So I think wherever I think Vanshika, even in the sessions with you guys, when we have spoken, so we never tell them that आपको जो pads मिल रहे हैं ना वो गलत है, or maybe exactly. better. So because what is happening is like I mentioned, there is still lot of lack of availability and accessibility to the products. सो so, अगर हम उनको यही बताने लगेंगे कि जो आपको मिल रहा है वो ही गलत है सो देन दिल बिलक हम कहाँ जाए बट वॉट वी ट्राई सींग इज दैट आई थिंक मंशिका इन द लास्ट आई थिंक पापल ऑफ सेशन टूगेदर ऑल्सो दैट वी ट्राई टेलिंग दैम इज दैट क्लॉथ पैड्स है बेनिफिट्स एंड वील टेल यू हाउ टू मेक योर ओन क्लॉथ पैड्स ऑल्सो सो बेसिकली वॉट इज आई थिंक वॉट वी ऑल्सो डू एज एन ऑर्गेनाइजेशन इज क्लॉथ पैड में है ना दे यूज क्लॉथ पहले सो दिन इन दिलेजेस आर नेवर क्वेश्चनिंग बट दिस इंटायर क्वेश्चन उनके दिमाग में विलेज गर्ल्स के दिमाग में भी बैठ चुका है कि चलो क्लॉथ इज अन हाइजीनिक सो मोर देन टेलिंग दम की प्लास्टिक बुरा है और डिस्पोजेबल फर्स्ट आई थिंक वी गेट डाउन टू टेल देम कि नहीं क्लॉथ पैड भी हाइजीनिक है लाइक यू कैन स्टिल यूज इट बट इफ द लाइक डिपेंडिंग ऑन द विलेज व्हेन वी टेल देम दैट सम विलेजेस डोंट हैव फाइनेंशियल इश्यूज सो वी डोंट टेल देम कि फाइनेंशियली बेटर वी टेल देम कि आप इतना लंबा यूज कर सकते हो आप खुद से भी बना सकते हो सम विलेजेस में जैसे कि हम बहुत लंबा चल के जाते खरीदने के लिए बहुत महंगा आता है सो वी टेल देम इकोनॉमिकली आप ये यूज करोगे रियूजेबल है तो आपको इतना खर्चा नहीं करना पड़ेगा सो वंशिका जस्ट लाइक ट्राइंग टू ऐड इन टू व्हाट यू सेड या आई मीन यू आर एब्सोल्युटली राइट 
um but again the, the entire thing i think what nandini ji was also trying to say is that again providing them with an option is what's more um important and giving them their own choice is and a lot of it is again i don't think so it's forced it's it's a very um educated process uh educational process where they explained of uh, that okay this is the pros and cons and not just us i think a lot of different organizations do the same um they explained that this is why it might be a you know these are the pros and cons and this is how you should go about it or you can go about it in fact so that that's more fundamental um to this entire process right right so that was really great um thank you so much for sharing all that information for being here for agreeing to the interview and it was lovely talking to both of you i have one I... last question what yeah go ahead is the most ridiculous thing you have heard about menstrual cycle it can be superstitions it can be anything like i have heard that when you're on when a girl is on her period even looking at a guy can make her pregnant <laughs> i think um i have uh, I, it's particularly in nepal uh, where um, they live in a hut sort of a thing it's mostly like where generally they keep their cows and um, you know a shed for animals is where they kept when they're menstruating and it said that if a you know a girl while she's menstruating touches a boy then that boy becomes blind so um there have been testimonies actually where um you know these uh, people have come and they've said that okay this uh, she was menstruating and she touched me and then i became blind after it and i think that it's absolutely nonsense and they're just making this entire thing up but definitely they are but i feel like people go to any sort of boundaries to explain or justify their process or their uh, ways of going so this chopadi thing uh, which i was talking about i mean it's so that the government has gone and broken all these shelters down and yet they managed to build something again because they're just so stubborn about the fact that you know what our culture sort of teaches us is right and i don't think it's really a cultural thing i think there might be a logic like 100 years back but now it's definitely not the same so i mean there's just ridiculous things that people just keep following to date and uh, it's just it's just sad actually there's so many things um, that needs to be done to help break these stereotypes down yeah that is really harsh more than sad what about you nandini ji i don't know so when you when you mention so i'll write like to say three different things may not be that harsh like how you both have heard one thing i really find these three things very funny different category of people they are one is in the urban sector i don't know how there are research papers on this or maybe people have given me google evidences on it that when you menstruating all your pores open up so you should not shampoo or take a head bath because 
वो पोर्स में घुस जाते हैं Second was I think uh, I think Manchkal Sumar Pinnum Kekardiam. I think they were told that agar wo log bin if they don't wash their sanitary uh, napkin, the disposable one also, and they dispose it, then the wild animal come and attack them. The menstruating girl who's like disposed an unwashed sanitary napkin. So that again, which I don't know if actually it has happened or maybe. Coincidence must have happened in the village, and they would have just linked it for, I think, lifetime. There was the second and third is it's not a menstruation related. Maybe it is. Yeah, it's related to a menstrual product. Uh, I would not want to name. So there was a session which was taken above thirty-eight uh, age of women. Uh, so assuming majority of them must have given birth and they have kids and some of them are daddies. they had asked us that uh, so when you insert a menstrual cup like do, for peeing do you have to remove it or they had asked us that oh actually women have three holes so we were just kind of shocked of how women after happening so much with their own anatomy they are unaware of actually what their body has Yeah. Oh my God. That urban one. That was absolutely ridiculous. That actually answered it very well. Thank you so much. So it's wonderful work that you are doing, and let's just break more stereotypes. Thank you All so much, Radhi. Join us. My pleasure talking Thank to you. Yes. Thank okay. you, and uh, I really hope that anybody who's listening to this, in fact, um, please, uh, guys, it's really important for us. Uh, I'm assuming you guys are listening this on Anchor or Spotify, and you guys have access to basic education. Um, it's very important for us to be aware about our bodies, about our, um, you know, our menstrual cycles, uh, or you know. somebody who is menstruating for them but it's very it's very important to know what products you're using um you know why you're using them just don't like use things blindly even if you're saying use let's say if i personally use cloth pads i have done that research where i believe that it's safe uh, just because it's available in the market and it's uh, advertised in a certain way doesn't mean that you know it's a product that's safe um for example just the normal plastic uh, pads that we use have so much chemicals in it um which sometimes can be harmful for your body as well so i think just be aware um and menstruation is not something that doesn't is something to be shy about um or not spoken to uh, not spoken about with anybody um even like in very urban sectors of places where people are very educated there's still 
uh, barriers with respect to menstruation. So I would just say that just open up a little bit more and be more open to learning about menstruation more before just blindly following things. But yeah, anyways, thanks Vidhi for having us. And it was a great, uh, it was great having Nandini as well. And uh, I, I personally also enjoyed listening. So thank you. Following this theme of menstrual health and hygiene, along with employment generation, we will have a film recommendation next week. Till then, stay tuned, stay safe.